In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Happy Advent to you all. Uh, When I was growing up, people would come to our house, like normal houses, and when people would come to my house or they'd tell my parents that they're on their way, um, for some reason we would always find our family in this really frantic moment where my parents would call all the kids and say, stop what you're doing, we have guests coming over, and we need this place looking spotless. And so this would go on all the time. And one day, I was probably 13, because this sounds like something a 13-year-old would say. I turned to my mom and said, can't they just see how we really live? Why do we have to do this? And if you were raised by a Mexican mother like me, um, words or objects would come flying back at you. Sean Patrick, get moving. Let's go. We got work to do. And so we would all be frantic and scurrying around the house trying to, like, hide all of our mess. Uh, we weren't a messy family. But maybe, does anyone else do that? Is, or let me ask the kids. Does anyone else? <laughs> let's be honest this morning, right? This is what I uh, imagine and what I think about when I think about Advent. It's so much like that. It's also so much not like that. But it is, there's something very similar that rings true. Advent is a word that means arrival. And it's talking about the arrival of someone. Someone is coming. And there's this invitation to us not to bury our lives trash or our mess or to get things together so that we can welcome the one who's coming. That's where the story kind of breaks down. Advent's a little bit different. One is coming who will take care of our mess. Who will actually come into our brokenness and say, here, let me do what you cannot do. Advent is a season where we are invited not to sort of pretend, put on a smile and act like, you know, we're Christians, I come to church, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Uh, No, Advent is a moment where we get to be truthful about the shape of our lives, the conditions of our souls, and honest with the Lord about what we really have in our lives. It's kind of a sobering, very uncomfortable season. So we're going to look at this morning. The time where we get to and shake off all of the stale old ways that somehow in the last two years of this pandemic season we've gotten used to. No, we need to take inventory. We need to time out. We need to pause and look and inspect what we have made of our lives, what's broken, and what we desperately need our God to come and put his loving touch to. That's what Advent's about. This is why Advent is also purple. You notice this? What other season is purple? Does anyone recognize? Lent. Anytime you see purple in the church calendar, it's always about preparation. And there's like, especially in Advent, a hint of penitence, repentance in that preparation. Deciding, in other words, what in my life needs to change? Repentance, like thinking again, changing everything, a whole new way of thinking, reorienting your life. What in my life needs to change is a very Advent question. And not just for our own uh, self-satisfaction or self-improvement, but what in my life needs to change knowing that my God is on his way? It makes a difference, doesn't it? We all also turn and face the altar. You'll notice when we come for Holy Eucharist that we're all facing, anticipating the arrival of this king together as a body. It's a totally different feel, but you'll notice this as well. So Advent is... It's a bit sobering. Christ the King is on his way. 
There's something a little startling about that news, you might say. This is the spirit of Advent. We also get more of this pulse in Advent from our readings this morning. Some phrases like, behold, a day is coming for the Lord. Watch out, you'd almost read into this. Our God comes. He does not keep silence. And in the, in the gospel, it says, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. You hear this kind of impending, uh, this, uh, this nearness of God and his, his impending arrival. So with all this in view, we have to ask ourselves, what do we do with this news? What's our part to play in Advent preparation? What do, how do we prepare? Like, what do we actually do in our real lives in Advent? Are we supposed to get online and buy a whole bunch of stuff and like just wait for Christmas? Or is there work for us to be doing now? I think there is, friends. And this season, it, it gets so overlooked. It's so kind of like once Thanksgiving's over, Christmas lights go up and it's like Thanksgiving. There's this huge season of Advent that we so desperately need where we can ask, God, what can I do to prepare for your coming? So I want to invite you, don't just kind of blow through Advent or step over it to get to Christmas. This is the season to prepare for that great feast that is Christmas. And I promise you, if you can, uh, with the rest of us, have some courage, take some heart, and inspect your lives and prepare room for God who is coming, Christmas will be like none other, I promise you. So let's, you guys ready to do this? Let's discern this Advent together. This morning's readings uh, from the prophet Zechariah gives us uh, a little bit of this sobering feel, this news that Advent brings to us. This apocalyptic image of God's arrival in this kind of violent and somewhat unique way. Uh, when the nations will battle against God's city, Jerusalem, and great, cause great harm to his people. But notice in verse 3, this is what the prophet says, the Lord will go out and fight against the nations, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. You notice who's doing the fighting in the prophet's description of this scenario? You notice who is going to sit as king in the prophet's description of this preparation? The Lord. Psalm 50, it also paints an interesting picture of this kind of explosives like pyrotechnic kind of shining of God's beauty and his glory that's coming that's coming close that's being revealed to us right and yet still there's this warning attached to this revelation of God's glory in and a a, a warning of his coming judgment in verses three and four can I read this to us again it says our God comes he does not keep silence before him is a devouring fire Around him a mighty tempest. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. We so desperately in this world and in our lives need a God who will speak up. Amen. Who will not keep silence in the face of everything that is wrong and upside down and twisted about in this world and even in us. We need a God who will not keep his silence. And friends, we have news. He will not keep his silence. He's got something to say. This God is on his way. So if you're here thinking this morning, like, God doesn't see me. He doesn't see my situation. God doesn't see this world and how messed up things are. 
Friends, he does, and he's on his way, and he's got something to say. This is not a season, Advent, of like Christmas sparkling lights yet. No. This is like kind of frightening warnings. This isn't a time for like precious moments things, right? Or like sweet little cards. It's not yet time for caroling, as much as we might want to do this. But it's a time for confrontation, for a sobering warning to wake up, you sleepy people, me included, and brace for the impending arrival of God in his judgments, his righteous judgment. These kind of cards wouldn't sell. Can you imagine an Advent card? I don't know. Let's try, I mean, I tried it out. I tried to imagine. Let me see what you guys think. How about this? God does not keep silence before him as a devouring fire. Happy Advent. <laughs> Side by the... That, maybe we should do these. These are kind of cool. Or how about this one? The heavens declare his righteousness for God himself is judge. Good luck. <laughs> we, actually, we might print these because I, I... Yeah, these are fun. Instead... This Advent announcement, this news, maybe we should write these cards for ourselves here, right? This news of God's arrival, um, the gospel records Jesus telling his disciples, describing um, that this will be a day where people will be fainting with fear, in verse 26, and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. Yeah, this is real. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And in verse 27, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Wow. Now, I know that uh, if you're like me, you read the Bible and you think, wow, what an interesting story in the Bible. But it doesn't sink in that this is a real world headline. Let this sink in first. This isn't some other ancient world that Jesus is describing. This is a future just even more real, for sure, than most of the headlines we see today. This is the headline of what is coming. And by the way, friends, you say this every week, Christ will come again. Do we believe that in this world, in Austin? These portions of Jesus' teaching when he's warning of of this future there are these apocalyptic gospel texts and they're not exactly heartwarming they're more heart piercing with these truths that christ is coming to reckon with the powers of this world and with the brokenness of our own lives and anyone who stands in opposition and even in indifference to his reign and rule which is righteous and good and holy uh, they will not stand a chance But under his kingship, under his lordship, he will set the world right and in order. That's good news. So you know that you're adventing right when the season feels like like a splash of cold water to the face in the morning. When you're kind of being woken up by, oh, we have to start telling the truth about ourselves, about how things really are, about our society. While the world would rather we just go on making merry and buying things, telling us, well, we're all okay, buy stuff, bury yourself in material things that you can't afford, numb out, get busy, put on a smile, do your thing to kind of check out in the season, just, just be happy, right? Our world might want us 
to do that. But Advent invites us to do something quite the opposite. It invites us to come face to face with the reality that we are not okay. Things are not okay. And we have wounds so deep that we cannot carry them alone, nor can we heal them. Things are not okay. But there is one who's coming to treat the wounds in the ways that you could never treat them. There is one who's coming to set things right in ways that our hearts groan for things to be set right. There's one who's coming. Are we ready for him? From the mouths of babes. Thank you, Andres. Andres is ready. I mean, I suppose whether we're ready or not, he's coming. I mean, it's time, right? It's Advent. We're here. If telling the truth about your life right now sounds terrifying, for some it it might. Or if you're taking inventory of your soul, or you don't even want to, because that just sounds like a mess, like intimidating. There's too much there, Sean. Or maybe that your, your heart is wrapped in so much shame that you can't even begin to peel away the layers. It hurts too much. Friends, I want to tell you, if you are one of those people, to prepare an Advent with great hope. Because the King who comes is gentle and merciful and kind and loving. He can speak the truth to you in ways that heal the deepest parts of your life. Only he has access to that part of you. You don't even, you can't even coach yourself through the stuff that's broken in your life. But the king who is coming is so merciful and gentle and speaks words of truth and healing so that your life, rooted in him, established in him, bears the fruit of love and kindness and beauty and goodness and wholeness. All of the things that we know ought to be in our lives, this king comes to prepare and make in us. So prepare with hope. He comes to set things right in you. But if you think maybe you're not, that's not you. But Advent's really for other people. For like the spiritual people who need that crutch of like, you know, people need work. And I, God bless them, but that's just not me. In fact, me is the kind of person that like God's going to come back when he comes. And he'd be like, well done, my man, rubber stamp your life. We're all set here. Who else do I need to take care of? If you're in that camp, I want to take this baptismal bowl and just splash you with water and say, God, have mercy on us if we are in that posture. Because he comes to confront you, to reckon with you, and to show you your great need for him. Things are not okay as well as you think they are in your life. Things are actually not okay. And you don't have to pretend. And you don't have to put on a face. Because this king will confront you with the truth, but he's also merciful and he will be with you as you mend things and make things right under his care, under his right reign and rule. If that's you, humble yourself. Humble yourself that you would not miss out on God's mercy. He is merciful. Beloved, our Advent season is a moment not to just watch this purple season kind of go by, wait for, wait for Christmas. That'll come. It's coming. You're not going to miss it. The season of Advent 
is for us to embrace the news that our redemption is drawing near. And so instead of being idle or comfortable or lazy, we need to wake up and be eager to receive our king. Make, make him room. Unclutter your lives. Do less. Buy less. Have more space to be present to the season that is. And to take inventory of your own life. Look at your whole life in light of the king that's coming to reign over this world. Eagerly prepare for him. That's what Advent is all about. And we're going to practice that right now. Because this isn't just a theory, but this is something we actually practice in Advent. We're going to take a moment of silence. As we prepare to receive the king that is coming even in our own hands at our altar this morning. We're going to do it this morning. So let's take a moment of silence and invite the Holy Spirit to look at our lives and expose to us those things that need to change in preparation for our King who's coming. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.